27. I mean, yeah, I woke up at 4am because as my daughter says, I'm a psycho runner. <laughs> Actually, it's Anzac Day, so I've got the day off and I've got a really busy day ahead. And I guess I just wanted to get the day started. It's beautiful out there. I've been for a 14k run um, down along the Bayside Trail uh, between Brighton and here where I live in St Kilda. It's a pretty sweet run, all in the dark. Uh, the moon was kind of still out, which was beautiful. And I tried to empty my head as much as possible of anything I needed to think about. Uh, the weekend's been pretty cool. And hey, thank you to everybody for all the really, really kind feedback on my first attempt at uh, the weekly running recipe last week. Uh, the spinach pie episode was episode one. If you want to check that out, it's available on uh, a couple of streaming platforms. So Spotify would be the main one. Feel free to share it with your friends. Uh, the aim of the, I guess, the aim of this podcast is to talk about food and running and um, how to fuel yourself. Uh, if you're a serious runner, or you're thinking about being a serious runner, or you just like to run from time to time. Well, so this weekend, I guess the the big run was the Capital City Trail Run. Uh, with Jono and Forrest on Saturday morning. That was 31k, uh, a fairly uh, mid to easy pace. I'll be honest, I uh, probably did feel myself quite well the night before for that for that run. Uh, but uh, the rest of the day after the run... I so didn't like post running fuel is something that I think is a topic we could talk about in a later episode today. I actually want to talk about food anxiety and running and how I changed the way I think about food and fueling myself if I wanted to be a serious runner and run at pace. Um, one of the things that's really changed for me over the last two years has been uh, worrying about how I look, um, especially when I run, which sounds kind of stupid, but how I look, how I feel, uh, feeling too heavy before a run, uh, but also not feeling like I've got enough energy for a run. Um, and something that really helped me 
transform the way I think about running was transforming the way I think about food. I guess, and there's a few things in there that I want to talk about today. Uh, there is a superb recipe that I'm going to share with you, which is kind of my secret weapon uh, for pre-run fueling, pre-race fueling, and also, more importantly, post-run fueling. Something I was actually reading about uh, just over a week ago. I got a copy of a magazine uh, from my local library. My local library is the best library in the world, by the way. I got a copy of this magazine called Runner's World, which is kind of okay. It's a pretty okay magazine. It's a little bit vanilla, uh, but it's cool. Anyway, the uh, piece I was reading was all about smoothies and what to eat after a run. Um, I actually read to you from the article. It says, running depletes your body of important nutrients. Replenishing them post-run is essential. The faster you can get fuel near the end of the run, the better. Whilst the best time to eat after a run depends on the duration and intensity of your workout, we recommend filling up within an hour of training and again within two hours. If you don't feel hungry after your run, hydrate with water, electrolytes and drink a smoothie or shake to help jumpstart recovery without forcing a full meal, we recommend. So that sentence there without forcing a full meal kind of sentence that I kind of thought that yeah after a run I just I just can't go there like I can't think about um, eating a lot and even if you ask me if I want to eat something during the day before a run uh-uh, couldn't do it maybe the night before and I've got so many so many good recipes that I I go to uh, I'm sure you all had the night before before a big run or before a big race mine happens to be at the moment the hot roast chicken which is um, going to be episode 3 or 4 that we talk about here but today today's episode is actually the protein shake and I first kind of discovered the sweet sweet joys of the protein shake a year and a half ago and you can hear me mention um, her a lot this person a lot my friend Rachel who um, took quite serious issue with the way uh, I look when we first became friends. Um, she was really quite, uh, in a good way, um, honest with me about, uh, I guess if you all know me, how lean I was. And I am still quite lean as a runner. And she kind of really set some boundaries for me um, to help me be honest with some boundaries around um, eating properly, um, especially if, as she told me, I wanted to take myself and have other people take me seriously as a runner. So I kind of remember the first time that I had a protein shake. And this protein shake had... Uh, well, look, I'm, I shouldn't mention brands, but I'm going to mention a brand here because it's, it's the only one I have. It's the only one I use. A couple of you. I'm sure you all use different brands. If you use protein shakes, um, there's, there's heaps of them out there. Um, so I use, I hope it's the correct pronunciation, uh, Musashi. Uh, 
chocolate or vanilla are my go-tos. Anyway, um, the protein shake came about uh, because one day we were sat. Uh, I'd come round to Rachel's house to hang out. Uh, we sat at her dining room table. It's a really nice dining room table, by the way. I love to eat there. Eating locations again, another huge topic for me. Um, and we were sat at her dining room table. Uh, I think I must come across as quite scud if I haven't had something to eat. And um, so I'm going to make you a protein shake. My usual response is, nah, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not hungry. You know, I don't, I don't want to put something in my stomach. I've got to go for a run in a couple of hours. Um, I'll just have a coffee, thanks. He says, sipping his morning coffee. Um, anyway, um, Rach happens to have some, or happen to have some protein shake, knocking about the place. Um, she pulled together this terrific protein shake, so it was uh, two scoops of chocolate protein powder, one very big whole banana, not overripe, got to be fresh, and um, as my daughter now tells me, hey Louie, that's, that's Louie. One of our Burmese cats. It's my daughter Iris now tells me I should be I should be eating maybe six or seven bananas a day as a runner. Uh, anyway, one banana, one really nice big organic egg. I said this last week, but um, don't be skimping on your eggs. Then secret weapon number two: uh, a teaspoon powder and a half of turmeric powder. Yeah. Turmeric powder is the key. And then I guess once you've thrown in some turmeric powder, um, I'm going to go with a couple of big scoops of uh, natural Greek Yalna yogurt. Um, that stuff is superb. Um, so yeah, and then... Maybe a scoop of walnuts was what was in the original protein shake she made me. And she threw in this thing that I had never seen before called a Nutri-Bullet. And, um, yeah, made me my first protein shake, which I was incredibly, incredibly suspicious of. And um, I drank this thing. It was maybe like a 500 mil serve. And, um, oh. It was just so good. And it got me thinking about um, how much energy, how much fuel a runner needs to perform on a daily basis. I mean, how much we all need. And um, I got into this thing of a little bit of meal planning. I was preparing for a couple of big races at the time. Um, I was preparing for the Hobart Marathon and Sandy Point Half Marathon was kind of coming up really fast. Uh, I started going to the gym to work out a bit more and build up some muscle. And I started calculating or trying to figure out um, how many calories or how many kilojoules a day I actually needed to be taking in. It actually really shocked me that I was supposed to be taking in almost kind of 
almost like five and a half to six and a half thousand, sometimes seven thousand calories a day. Uh, I actually just couldn't figure out. I couldn't square in my where in my head. Um, with this anxiety I had around food, around eating too much because of my body image. I couldn't square away how I was actually going to get that energy into me, um, despite my friend Rachel's best efforts. Um, three square meals a day for people with food anxiety is not always um, as simple as it sounds. So, um, I started using protein shakes as a way of building in those extra calories um i gotta say for a while there it definitely definitely worked i remember running sandy point um in the lead up to that race i was trying really hard to hit my my like meal plan my calorie targets per day not being in caloric deficit and um, I ran a really good race. I can't remember my position. I can remember my time. It was like, you know, for somebody in my, my age, kind of mid-40s, like an hour 17. And I remember thinking afterwards, wow, I never really thought that I could run that well. And um, the big change there was I started to change how I think about food. And... Um, I think that was a turning point for me uh, to think about food and running. There's a couple of tips I'd love to share with you here. Um, if you're a Garmin user, uh, the Garmin app on the phone actually has an, an add-in. It's called MyFitnessPal. You can actually input your daily calorie target, uh, do a meal plan or do a food diary. I still do that. I've done that for over a year now to just try and keep myself honest um, with what I'm eating. As I said... I think I mentioned back there for a while, um, you know, I was definitely on top of my game. Um, kind of have, uh, kind of go back and forth a little bit still with with food and fueling during a race. Uh, but at the moment, I think since deciding to start this podcast, um, I'm on an upwards curve. And yep, I'm about to make a protein shake for my breakfast hey thanks everybody for listening um it's anzac day here in melbourne it's just gone quarter to seven and uh have a great day and happy running happy eating and i'll talk to you all next week sayonara Yeah, 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 yeah